Hobians, hop in your TARDISes. You're listening to another episode of Doctor... Huh? Huh? Pathos and farts in a single episode? (laughs) The Sophocles could fucking never do pathos and farts in a single episode or a single play, but, but, uh, but Doctor Who could. Um, (laughs) I'm Jordan and, uh, (laughs) great. I'm Sam Wugwog of Raxaflaxa Bugga Gugga Bugga. <laughs> it's Raxacoracophalopatorius, Sam. Yeah, look at you. Right right before we started the episode, you asked me, are the aliens Slitheen or are they that? And I just I just no scoped it. I You I just rattled it off like it was, was nothing. It's right in my oh, brain. I think that they're actually uh Raxacorcolaca Bogadogans. <laughs> Raxacorica here, say repeat after me. No. It's not hard. Raxacorico. No. Fala. Victorian, Dugga bugga, Gaga, This week, this week we're talking about uh, series one, episode eleven, Boomtown, um, starring uh, Doctor Who. I don't know why I said starring. <laughs> yeah, that was by, weird. <laughs> written by Joe. The doctors in this one, folks. <laughs> starring uh, Christopher Eccleman as the Doctor, uh, written by. Um, Russell T. Davies, you love to see it. Directed by Joe Ahern, Joe Ahern, and starring the city of Cardiff as itself. Um, what'd you think of this one? Uh, Jordan, this episode had mixed reviews, I'm told. That's fucking crazy to me. But you know what? So did the Battle of Ranscore of Kolos. (laughs) I don't... (laughs) Is it like... Do the fucking Doctor Who TV reviewers need someone to jingle a pair of keys in front of their eyeballs every ten they, seconds? They might like, just what hate is, characters. They like. I think we're so blessed to have episodes of Doctor Who where you know it's not about fighting, uh, fighting people with spoons or like going going to. Hey, stop like, talking shit about planet. my favorite episode, Robot of Sherwood. <laughs> Is it not too much to ask for sometimes the episode to slow down and have moments with the characters where they talk and grow and you can see how the adventure has affected them? Is that too much to ask, Dr. Yes. Yes. I need to see. Uh, this episode should have had uh, fucking Christopher Eccleman riding a skateboard um, with, uh, I don't know, Jonah okay. Park or something. To be fair, I was disappointed that it didn't have Christopher Eccleston riding a surfboard. <laughs> you know... <laughs> they they made did, us think that we might get to see it. We did get a new... Lore. We got, like, two additions to Doctor Who lore this week. Uh, we'll talk about the other one later. But, but the other one is maybe the most uh, cranked method of interstellar travel ever conceived. Where you blow up a planet and then you ride a surfboard on the wave. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think that the the space surfboard is inherently designed to be. Although on the, I, you know what I was gonna say, I don't think that it's required that you blow up a planet to use it, but it does have a built-in system for shielding you from planets exploding. I think it works by blowing up a planet. I think it might. And I also think it has to be built onto the physical model of a nuclear power plant for it to work. Oh my god. Okay. So, uh, this episode is the second, uh, kind of a, it's, it's not, it's not a second of a two-parter, uh, cause the first part was earlier in the season, but it is the second episode of like an arc about the Slitheen, mm-hmm. who we were wrong about because I thought Slitheen were aliens 
But as we know, they are, say it with me, class, Raxacoracophalopatorians. Uh, and we were talking about this before the episode. I think Stephen Moffat might have forgotten that, too, when during the time of the Doctor, when he's like, the Slitheen are here, too. But it, I don't know. I forgot that they were <laughs> We were just talking about it, like, five minutes ago, dude! Were we? Yes! I think you might have been talking about it, and I, I didn't know what read, you were talking I about. I literally read off the Slitheen Wikipedia page that they were there at Trenzalore, and they may have died oh. during the Dalek War. But I Sorry, think you did just, say that. I was, I was setting up my audacity when, I think you, know, when you said just, that. I was I not paying Stephen attention. I think Stephen just forgot that they were a family of guys and not the entire alien race. But, I mean, maybe he remembered. I, I know there or was a lot of Or maybe they changed their race name. <laughs> they did such a good job being the Slitheen crime family that they named the whole species after them. Imagine if an alien came to Earth, an alien came to Earth and they were just like, ah, the fucking, uh, the Capones. You're all the Capones. <laughs> we used to oh, be called no. humans, but we are now called the Mafia. <laughs> we're now called the Yakuza. We are now called criminals. <laughs> we are all Dojima. Um, a real Yakuza family from real life. Uh, okay, so this episode is good. I like, yeah. They're Yakuza in real life? They made them real after the game. They they made the game, it was viral marketing gone horribly wrong. Um, so this episode is cool because it's, it's, uh, I mean, I said it before, not a lot, like, happens in it. Like, they don't, like, go surfing with Joan of Arc. Uh, but they do talk a lot and experience emotions, which I, I'm all for. Um, this is kind of the Deep Space Nine of Doctor Who in that way. I literally don't know what that is. It's the best uh, TV show ever made. First of all, you, I don't know, I've never heard you talk about Trends of Lore today, and I've never heard of Deep <laughs> never, Space Nine. Never have I ever, we're playing Never Have I Ever right now, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> never have I ever talked about uh deep space nine on this podcast and how good it is and how i like when doctor who reminds me of another show that is good uh uh, uh this episode am i supposed to drink now i don't know how do you have like works. a glass of water i have a water bottle wait do i drink if i have talked about deep space nine have you talked about deep space nine i don't know what that life? is okay uh then i guess you don't or maybe you do we begin the episode in Cardiff, the city of dreams, the greatest city in the world. Reminder that this series was made by BBC Wales, and then I think the regular BBC took it and got rid of all of the whales in Doctor Who, because I think they come to Cardiff a lot in this in this first series, but but uh, not anymore. Uh, they confiscated it. The, the 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 United Kingdom, the English took it from the Welsh. Sorry, but before we talk about Wales, I do want to talk uh, about the previously on. Because we see the Slitheen who are wearing human bodies as skin suits and they unzip the bodies and they like flicker with light and become... The Slitheen, the Skakalakalagalorians, something that I like about them is that they have... They are they are like way bigger than I remember them being. I thought they were like little green guys. They are giant green They're guys. Huge green guys with little baby heads. That's the thing. They have little baby heads and their faces always look like they're about to cry. <laughs> I love them. They're so I good. actually do like them a lot. I, despite the farting. Yeah. The farting is I could take it or leave it. I don't I don't understand. really remember what the thing was. Cause here's the thing. In my mind, if you had asked me uh two days ago, what's the thing with the slithing and farting? I would have said 
oh, I think maybe they like communicate with a noise that sounds like farts to us, and I that's think the it's joke. Just like I think, it's but just, I think there's like gas build up in this. I think they actually something. just fart a lot. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but um, yeah. So previously on Doctor Who, uh, the Sleuthing are here, and I think Mickey launches a missile at them <laughs> and blows them all to pieces. That's. I hope we see that episode one day because he will get. He will get three Leela crosses that, that time. <laughs> uh, so, so. Whereas um, here he gets three ma- medals of Mickey. So, yeah, he, he gets, he gets, a, he, he, really he definitely gets his, one. He gets one. And I think we, we gave it to him for the same reason, probably. Um, so we're at like the mayor's, the Lord Mayor's office in, in beautiful Cardiff, the greatest city in the world. Um, and, uh, like a scientist comes to talk to the mayor who, we know it's a Slitheen. Yeah, Margaret, uh, Blaine Margaret Blaine is the name that she's using. I I remember her. I remember her yes. from my original watching. Yes. I think all it's, those years ago. I think it's a I think it's a testament to these episodes that these do really stick in your brain. I definitely um, never made it this far, but I remember her from episode like three or four or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really called- like this lady. Yeah, she's a good actress. Yeah. Good character. Yeah. Uh, so the, so the, the, uh, scientist is like, hey, that nuclear power plant, uh, it, it looks, it looks bad. I think it's supposed, to, I think it's been designed specifically to explode. It almost feels like you're, like, it almost you, feels like you're as the to, mayor, like, inexplicably were destroy. given free reign to design a nuclear power plant to explode. <laughs> That's very strange. Are you trying I feel like to they like, don't usually let the mayor design the power? Are you plan, trying to like so. power some kind of intergalactic surfboard or something? This is all very unorthodox. Um, and she's like, "Have you told anyone about this? Uh, this, this?" And he's like, "No." And then she says, "Okay, I'm going to now. Uh, I'm going to now." Well, uh, first she starts gurgling and hurgling. Oh, and she says, "Oh, and she says, oh, I'm me. sorry. I ate a bag of farts earlier, and it's like they're <laughs> getting loose. Sorry about that." Uh huh. Then he's uh, then she's like, okay, I'll I'll turn it off uh, after I really kill you, very good. <laughs> and then she kills him really good. Ah, I hope I don't die. Oh no, I did. Theme song. Mickey arrives in Cardiff and he goes to the TARDIS and is surprised and confused when Jack Harkness opens the door. This is the episode after the Doctor dances. For the record. So he doesn't this know is his Jack. first time meeting Jack Harkness. I will say, he really just rolls with it. I was kind of surprised that he wasn't more like, sorry, who is this guy? Who who are you? And here's some weird new TARDIS lore, um, which is that uh, they need to... They need to refuel this thing with uh, radiation, I guess. Yeah, this will never come up again. <laughs> Maybe it's like a thing that you only need to do once every thousand years. I'm sure that in the prose, they're stopping to refuel constantly. Entire books are written explaining when they refuel during each season. Um, they're, I think they're filming this on location at the Roald Dahl Plaza, which is like a big plaza named after... Uh, <laughs> virulent anti-Semite and hit fan of Hitler, Roald Dahl. Oh, I didn't. I don't know if I knew that about him. Oh yeah, he said like it was a shame that Hitler didn't kill all the Jews one time. Ooh, <laughs> sorry for ruining Roald Dahl good. for also, you. Also, my upstairs neighbors just started uh, playing very loud music, so I really am sorry I, if that comes I through. Don't, at all. I don't hear it. Um, so they are refueling the TARDIS using radiation coming through a rift in time and space not that one a different rift in time and space (laughs) from a different episode i I guess i was actually thinking about that because i was like i don't think that we're 
I mean, I, I was going to say meant to think as if this was all planned, but I didn't get the sense that this was the famous Cyberman Doomsday riff. Yeah, I, think I, I feel like this different. is a different unrelated Yeah, because that one's in Torchwood in London. Right, and this one's in Cardiff. And this one's in Cardiff, yeah. Because because as we all know, Cardiff was the the city to be in in Doctor Who because the show was made by BBC Wales for the first series. I actually don't know when BBC Wales stopped producing Doctor Who, but I do like to imagine that after one successful season, BBC parentheses regular was like, no, we are making Doctor Who now. And then everything was just set in London for the rest of the show. You know, I actually do remember BBC Wales being involved in like season five or something. Hmm. Maybe yeah, they, they... it was a big space one that a city was built on top of. Yeah? Yeah. What, like a big whale? Uh, 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 oh, man. Oh, you ruined my day. I just <laughs> woke up and my day is already ruined. Yahoo! They go to, they go to, they go to, uh, they go to like a meal. They're all eating lunch together. Wow, and you then... just skipped a lot of stuff that happens. I, really? I want to talk about some of the, some of the interactions between these characters. Oh, yeah. Because Mickey, like, shoves Jack out of the way and goes inside and he, like, hugs Rose. And, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is our first actual time hearing the doctor call him ricky i think you're i think you're right he says it like six times in this episode (laughs) to be fair mickey really deserves it this week (laughs) he fucks up quite a bit but um so rose has called mickey to the tardis to bring her her passport just Uh, i guess just in case they visit another country on earth in case they do praxius yeah and case they Uh, need to all get their backpacks on and Go around the planet doing so. Mickey, Mickey feels a little bit cucked by the doctor because he's like, "Oh, so that means Rose is planning on continuing these adventures and not staying with me." So he insults Christopher Eccleston's ears. They love to make fun of this real, real man's real ears. He turns to he turns to the doctor and says, "Your ears are stupid, and I hate it." And then he turns to Jack Harkness and says, "You are handsome." You're handsome and I hate it. And Christopher she, Eccleston presumably is just standing there like, cool, thank you. Cool, yeah. The, actual, did that again. the actual real man. Uh, so, yeah, then they then they talk about the rift. I, I want to put this on the record because I don't know if this is lore that will ever come up again, but she says that the rift was closed in the 1800s by a girl named Gwyneth to stop the Gelf. This has to be an episode that we've seen before. It's gotta this be an episode. Gotta be it's gotta episode. be classic era shit. No, I was saying it's gotta be an episode from earlier in the season. Sure. Really, you think so? I mean, I guess it could I be. Mean, I mean, what, are you expecting these 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 awful little babies who don't know anything about classic Doctor Who and they're just watching the shiny new show, these awful little children that I hate? Uh, you don't expect them to be like, oh, I remember the Gelf from 1972. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We've we've heard a lot of callbacks. I mean, the fucking Celestial Toymaker is coming back this Christmas. We're all so excited for the Celestial Toymaker. Also, he's played by Neil Patrick Harris. I don't know if we talked about that yet. He's played by Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. This doesn't even make sense. Also, well, also, uh, I don't know how I'm watching these damn episodes, because apparently they're making Disney Plus like $40 a month or something, because it makes no money, and streaming is at a terrible, terrible... Uh, I, I mean... I it's pray like, that they stay on Max. Yeah. God, I hope so. 
I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, I've told you, I can't. Max won't even let me pay for it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't try know to what's pay going. For, You're, Jordan's having issues with that. I don't know what's going on there. I'm having issues. I try to give them my money so I can watch Doctor Who legally, like a good uh, a good citizen in the capitalist economy. And they're like, no, no way, not even a chance. Uh, well, if need be, we can always commit some sea devilry. Yeah, God. I mean, do something peaceful and polite and kind. That's right. Be very nice and scientific. Uh, All of uh, uh, the Doctor, Jack, and Rose all start, like, completing each other's sentences as they excitedly tell Mickey about the the rift. And then they literally all say, space, in unison and high-five each other. I fucking love science, they say together. And Mickey is just like, Jesus Christ, these people. Yeah, I'm kind of with with, uh, Ricky on this one. Uh, oh, I, I need to talk about, uh, I think that Mickey calls Jack cheesy. Yeah. And Jack is like, ah, what's that? What's this 21st century slang? That's how he talks. He talks and like Ben Boykovich? He kind of, he kind of talks like what's he's that? almost got sort of a mid-Atlantic accent, but not quite. It sounds like he's, it sounds like he's doing an American accent, even though I'm pretty sure he's American. I think he's Canadian, if I remember correctly. Oh, well, that explains everything. <laughs> everything. But then they go outside, and Jack makes a joke about, like, oh, everyone's probably wondering what four people were doing in this little box. And Mickey, like, snarks at him, like, oh, captain of the innuendo police over here. And Jack, who just a moment ago was saying that he doesn't know what cheesy means in 21st century slang, does a fucking W hand gesture that Lauren had to explain to me is from Clueless and means whatever. He likes Clueless. He watches That is it. the most dated thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I could not for the life of me figure out why he did the W. Rose has shown him clueless between <laughs> between this and the doctor dances. It's a good thing it was Rose because if it was Clara, she never could have figured out how to get iPlayer to work. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, they talk get, about like, the chameleon circuit. Yeah. The doctor says something. Okay, you know I love to talk about synchronicity between this and our Patreon episodes. The doctor talks about the chameleon circuit and how the TARDIS is supposed to be able to disguise itself to fit the place that is <laughs> that it is in, but it's. Yeah. And I think one of the answer one of the examples that he gives is like a Roman statue or something, but it's we know a, exactly it's a pillar. The master's the famous master's Roman fa- pillar <laughs> and we also column. just witness in the king's demons the master's <laughs> iron maiden tardis. Imagine if the master got into the wrong one. You know, he's just on autopilot. He's not really thinking about it. He just walks into the nearest Iron Maiden and <laughs> then he regenerates and he's a different guy. But he's still in the Iron Maiden, so he just regenerates <laughs> he again. He just keeps regenerating. Um, and then he's out. Yep. And then, uh, but he says, like, the doctor's like, oh, it, it's broken, but I don't fix it because I like it. It's he iconic, says that he Cardiff says. is the safest place in the universe right now, which. And always. Please come to Cardiff and spend your money Because he's here. here. Well, we do know that the safest place in the universe is right next to the Doctor. Please That's right. do not look at all of these examples. Uh, so, we're back. Okay, this part is wild to me. Uh-huh. Uh, we're in this, like, press conference or this, like, whatever uh, with with, uh, with uh, Mayor Margaret Blaine, and Lord Mayor. I don't know what's up with that. Um, and she's announcing that they're going to uh, tear down Cardiff Castle to build this nuclear power Did plant. Did she that say will... that? Yes! She says they're going to demolish Cardiff Castle to build this plant that will bring jobs for all. I missed that. I was so hung up on 
the room full of politicians and reporters applauding when she announces that they will build a nuclear power plant in the the heart of Cardiff. Yeah. In the middle of the city where everybody is. Everyone's like, that sounds like a good idea. They're going to demolish Cardiff Castle, which I don't know. Maybe it's not a very cool castle. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Um, maybe it sucks. Maybe it's like an, maybe it's an embarrassment. Maybe that's why they're clapping. Maybe Cardiff Castle is like the worst castle ever and it gives their city a bad name. Well, they're like, there finally. is a power plant now there in real life, but mm. so they I'll didn't, never know. They were inspired by Doctor Who to build that's the power right. plant. They're like, wow, we uh, can make a lot of jobs. And then this report, and they're all clapping. Um, she says a toast to a glowing, hot, exploding future. And they all, they all <laughs> toast and they love it. And then this journalist the, is okay, like, the, but yeah, okay. I want to say when she toasts to the glowing future, I get it. Haha. She there's like one journalist who is like, "But Lord Mayor, what if something bad happens?" And she no. says, "Don't worry. I can assure all of you that nothing bad will happen as long as I'm here." And I'm like, "Okay, that is not That's a very not how comforting that works. statement yeah. when it comes to building a nuclear power plant." You need to keep electing me mayor, or the city gets it. Yeah. What happens when you're not here? Mayor I love Blaine? the idea that the mayor is the one who's in charge of the safety features on the nuclear power plant. <laughs> She's Homer Simpson at the console. That's Making right. sure everything is safe. Then this uh, journalist, Kathy Salt, the alive journalist, is like, hello, I'm from Kathy Salt from the Cardiff Crank. This is like after the thing happens. Uh, and they're all like having drinks in the, in the model room. And mm-hmm. she's like, have you, are you aware of the curse? Everybody who's ever asked questions about this nuclear okay. power plant has died the, horribly. The escalation of the curse is so nuts. It's because, I mean, actually, it's to say escalation bonk, implies that it doesn't already start. It starts at the with, peak. it starts with like a bunch of people dying. Yes. The, um, the first thing that Kathy mentions is the team of European safety inspectors exploded and, and, uh, Margaret is like, well, they were French. They couldn't read the safety notice in English or something. The the Wales Heritage Committee all died in an electrocution incident in a swimming pool. <laughs> uh, Which, by the way, what a fun work outing with the Heritage Committee. <laughs> and then uh, the nuclear advisor... No, no, uh, no, no, no. no. Oh, I don't yeah, want to yeah. skip the architect, the person who designed the facility's exterior itself. This is the wildest one to me. Because oh yeah, she ran over him. The architect died in that car accident, and Margaret goes, "I was. It was raining. I couldn't stop the car. She killed him. She personally killed the architect. That's like a known fact that the mayor of Cardiff killed the architect in her car. And then she's like, and then the nuclear safety advisor was decapitated. Or she says like the nuclear safety inspector. She says slipped on some ice, and she says he was decapitated. Very very slippery ice." Yeah, that, that of course was the guy who was, uh, coming to her with his concerns mm-hmm. at the start of the episode. Uh, but she, but, uh, Kathy, the journalist, reveals that, uh, the nuclear advisor posted his findings online before he died, and he was very concerned that there might be a, a meltdown. Uh, so Mayor Blaine is like, interesting. Would you Let like me to come, come speak can I come with ki- me in private? Can I come while kill I you in this other room? Yeah, then she starts farting. Um, and she goes, uh oh, okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. Stand up. Okay, here. okay, okay. This is one of the wildest things in this episode because she is like, come, come with me. I have, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And she goes into the stall 
And, you know, Kathy, of course, is like, that's okay. I'll wait in the hallway. And she's like, no, no, no. I no, I need you to hear every, I need you to hear every And she closes sound. the door to the stall and there is a horrific squelching noise. And Kathy, the journalist, says, <laughs> sounds like we got here just in time. What kind of fucking lunatic do you have to be to be like, you know what? I'm going to draw attention to it. Uh, I would. Yeah, I, I, I would think I just heard you shitting your guts out. I'm going to quip about it. <laughs> I would counter argument that if someone dragged me to the bathroom to listen to them have violent diarrhea, if you t- if you give me front row seats to the show, I'm not. I'm going to have to say something about it. <laughs> I'm going to have to congratulate. I'm going to have to. If you give me front row seats to the show, I'm going to hey, have to. Write you, a- what did you eat? If you give me front row seats to the show, I'm going to have to write a review for it. <laughs> No, listen, listen, listen. This conversation cannot wait. I need you to listen to, to me having explosive diarrhea. I am, I right am recording now. this on my phone. I, I know that I'm not supposed to, but I am going to post it online. I've got a, I've got a camcorder <laughs> video. Extra, extra, of Mayor Margaret Blaine Mayor evacuating Margaret, her bowels. Mayor Margaret takes a shit. <laughs> Uh, so while Margaret is in the bathroom, she begins to unzip her face face in preparation of killing Kathy. And then Kathy's like, wow, I mean, it almost seems like someone wants this thing to explode on purpose. It just really sucks, which, like, uh, she's, well, I don't want to publish this because my boyfriend and I, I don't want to lose my job. He doesn't want me to lose my job. We're engaged to be married. And also I have a baby on the way and I've got a big family and they all love me very much. And you see Margaret like, Oh, we, oh. yeah. You know, I mentioned that the slithing face always looks like it's about to cry. Oh. Well, <laughs> it double quadruple looks like it's about to cry right now. <laughs> and, uh, Margaret get, gets very, very sad and, stops preparing to kill her and says oh well congratulations you know i i had a large family of my own once but i i i don't have them anymore and you know what let we can talk about this another time you can you can go go. i thought this was a a nice scene uh shitting and farting aside and i just thought it was funny that uh what Margaret is doing is so much worse than what Lady Galorbio was doing in the Vampires of Venice. She was going to blow up the whole planet, but the doctor did. And uh, yet this this humanized the Slitheens so much better than anything that Vampires of Venice did for the Saturninians. Yeah, I mean... It's almost like Rusty... Is a pretty good writer. Rusty is a good writer and a good showrunner, and I think he has. A, I think his vision for for Doctor Who is is uh, is superb. Um, yeah. So she she, uh, she uh, oh, but we'll see we'll see because Fifteenth uh, Doctor coming soon. Maybe it'll turn out that it's actually very bad. I mean, it, it could be that the that maybe Rusty 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 shouldn't be making Doctor Who anymore. It's kind of maybe my, maybe my we'll guess. find that he's a little rusty himself. Maybe he's rusty. Uh, maybe the circumstances for the show being this good were not reproducible. Or maybe the new series will be great. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be I great. I don't know. Maybe Folks, it'll suck. That's maybe the whole thing great. is I don't know. 
I think what we need to do to ensure the best uh, outcome for season series 15 is whatever the budget they currently have, let's take it down to 10% of that number. And then... Oh, yeah. On that note, I did want to say the music in this episode is so good. And it's the same, like, uh, Murray Gold is the composer for Doctor Who. And, like, he worked on the show for so long. Like, Did he, he, worked did on he it, also like... write the Sonic 06 theme song for... Yeah, he wrote the Sonic 06 theme song. But, yeah, he worked on the show, like well into the Moffat era, possibly all the way through it. And, you know, I, I was just commenting on how, how much I liked the music in Day of the Doctor, um, or uh, Time of the Doctor, rather. And it's, you know, it's the same composer, but there's just something so much more charming about this lower-budget era. I'm telling you, it's that when budget. When he basically just has synths. Um, it's that budget. It's the big, it's the big uh, deciding factor. The more money Doctor Who has, the worse the show. The worst the show gets on average, I think. Not that they can't make great episodes, but I just Oh, yeah, I mean, the Day of the Doctor is so, so, so good, and I'm sure that they had a budget of upwards of $500 on that one, which is like 10,000 times what they had this week. They need to be financing this show with, like, Monopoly money or something for best results. there's an idea. Um, And then every once in a while, somebody can uh, set off all the pyrotechnics in the middle of of whatever that that city was... uh, shortage or Cardiff. whatever car yeah and then so now they go to a restaurant they go to a restaurant and you were actually skipping way more than i yeah I, I, I don't know where i was i don't know what i was doing <laughs> there um so they go to a restaurant and they're all eating and talking about adventure and and uh i and like this the, though jack is like telling a story about one of his wild adventures and he's like so, so there, there i was, was dick in my me hand. and my mercenaries all stark naked and we're yeah, running through the tunnels away from the gloop glops and I like this because, like, Mickey's over it. Mickey's having a great time he's now. He's fun. He's He's been charmed by Captain Jack Harkness. And then the doctor interrupts everything because he sees a newspaper that says extra, extra, read all about it. Mayor shits mm-hmm. her guts out. Um, the move, the news moves fast here in Cardiff. That's one thing a lot of people don't know about the city. And he's like, okay, I mean, well. It's also, it, it's also possible that maybe that, that scene in the mayor's office might not have just happened. Oh, yeah. Some time has passed. And. She's like, I can't publish this story about the nuclear power incident, but I can publish the story about the mayor making me listen to her shit her guts out. I think it was a different journalist, but that doesn't matter. It was the same journalist. Uh, And and the doctor says, oh my god, it's the Slitheen from the classic episode that was like... From episode three, four, or five, or whatever. Uh, And and, uh, it says, new mayor, new Cardiff. So apparently she just got elected, and like... For my first act, I will blow up the planet. <laughs> Thank you for electing me yesterday. The power plant is well on its way. I'm sorry about all those deaths. It wasn't my fault that I hit that guy in my car. Maybe that happened during the election, even. I don't know. Um, so they go to City Hall. Uh, Jack goes, like, tactician mode. I still don't really know much about him, Uh I th- he's like a something agent who like lost his memory or something. I don't remember, but he starts like rattling off info about the Slitheen. Margaret is, he says that Margaret is the last of the Slitheen, but we learn later that that's not true, but whatever. Uh, he starts like planning out their attack strategy. Everyone take a different exit, cover all the exits so that she can't get away, etc. The doctor takes offense to this and is like, Hey, who put you in charge? And Jack says, sorry, what's the plan, sir? And the doctor says, we'll do that. 
Um, they go up. I do he, prefer that to the much hackier equivalent of this joke, in which the doctor is like, huh, "Glad I thought of it," which yeah. is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely what the eleventh doctor would have done. Yeah, that's absolutely. And then he goes, "Shut up." Uh, so the doctor goes up to to Margaret's office, and I do love this scene where he's like, "Oh, can I speak to the mayor?" And her secretary's like. Oh, she's having tea right now, so she, she must come back later. And he says, tell her the doctor, tell her the doctor is here to talk to her. <laughs> and then he goes inside. No, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, right, I'm sorry. He says, the do- doctor, doctor who? And then he says, just the doctor. Which, I, I know you were posting about this last night about like, oh, it, we liked it in this scene. Well, I said, I, I, I think all that I said was I think it's fine in context here. Yeah, but it's but the I context also of said like, that I have a double standard. But it's like the context of a character hearing someone say the doctor and then saying which like that doesn't make any sense. Like I need a name, Doctor Doctor Who. It, like yeah, makes versus sense as a, Doctor Who, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Sometimes I forget how much I like hearing that. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. Doctor it's Who. It's like, ah, oh, little joke, whatever. Um, and also a reasonable thing for a human being to say in conversation when someone says, I'm the doctor, or tell her that the doctor is here. Uh, so he goes inside. There's and a great he... moment here when yeah. the receptionist goes into the mayor's office, and we just are, the camera's just like close up on the doctor's face. And we don't hear anything, and then suddenly there's just like the sound of a glass shattering. <laughs> and then he the walks back out. comes back out, and he's like, "She's very busy." And then he says, "Is she climbing out the window?" And he's just like, "Mm-hmm." And then, and then he runs out, and you just see uh, Mayor Blaine just like booking it, booking it out the window. We get a little chase scene um, where everyone's trying to get to to Margaret. Um, it's a I great have... montage because we see Jack doing like stunts and parkour, yeah, we but get... not the kind that earns him a medal. I was uh, gonna say, I think he does get a medal for just hurtling himself over that that like cart full of food. Yeah, that was so pretty... I'm I'm open to it. We'll I think see how we I feel think, when we get and there, I but... only think of that because it was really funny because Jack did a cool stunt where he jumped over a food food cart, and then yes, Mickey this did is a... the montage: is Jack jumps over a cart, Rose then... runs normally. And then Mickey, Mickey, like, crashes into a janitor cart and gets toilet paper all over his foot. So we have, like, we have all of the, we've got both of the medal. We got medal of, we get a, a, a Danny Pink Award and a medal of Mickey back-to-back is, is kind of if my... If only Rose had killed someone in her yeah. shot, and then we could give her a Leela Cross. <laughs> Rose is like, I have my, I ha-, she says, I have an idea. And The doctor d- told me not to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> the doctor told me not to kill this person, but out of my own initiative, I'm going to kill them. And do a backflip, and then I'm gonna fall into this dumpster. Oh no! So yeah, they they like chase after her. Uh, she is surrounded outside, but she no. escapes through the exit that Mickey was yeah, supposed Mickey to be was, covering. But he fucked up because he fu- got toilet paper on his shoe. What an idiot! Um, it's, and not then just, we get- it's not just like he has toilet paper on his shoe, like stuck to the bo- he like his foot is like tangled up in like a wad of toilet paper. What a this is like strong bad tape leg type behavior. And then um we get you know I've been saying oh wow I love the uh, I love the sonic screwdriver usage in these early seasons when it's just like unlocks doors and stuff. But then we see we see an interesting one that I I don't appreciate but whatever where uh Margaret like takes off her earrings or something and it's like a secret button to a teleporter that takes her who mm-hmm. knows where. Uh but then the doctor just like beeps his sonic screwdriver and she 
comes back and then she runs away. It's like a little gag. She comes back and then runs away again and teleports and then he brings her back and then she tries it again. Until and she again. eventually is just like, oh, okay, okay whatever. Right. Why can't I, this it is a very silly screwdriver usage. I think that they, they kind of lampshade it with, I think Mickey sees her teleport away and he's like, no, she teleported. And Rose says like, oh, no, no worries. The doctor's very good at dealing with teleporters. Which is like, that's pretty silly, but at least they're acknowledging that this takes some amount of skill and finesse to do it. Uh-huh. We'll have to look out for teleporters in the future so that we can forever say that the doctor should be able to undo it. Or he yeah, has to have not, a line. It's not, it's, it's not great, but it's... Wow. Do you know where he learned all about teleporters? He learned it all in the in the, uh, in the the Seas of Death episode. He learned everything he, he could learn about the travel <laughs> mat system. Yeah, I mean he he killed that the supervisor and ate her brain and now he understands the travel <laughs> mat like no one else does. Uh patreon.com slash potting bros. If you haven't, please listen to our episodes on the seeds of death. It's the funniest serial of all time. It's so funny. Uh so they, they Someday go back we'll up, finish it. We haven't actually finished it. They go back up to, to her office where the big model of the nuclear power plant is, uh that's built right on top of the dimensional rift. But not that one from the other time that this happened. Uh-huh. And uh, and then they're like, wow. This is, okay. The doctor, like, he just, like, looks at the model of the station. It's functional. It's fine. And he just, he just looks at the model and looks at her and says, this station is designed to explode as soon as it hits capacity. He's very smart. Um, and because it's built right on top of the rift, the explosion will build, destroy the entire planet. It'll blow um, the rift open. And then this is the craziest part to me is that he picks up the nuclear power plant model and the magic uh, dimensional surfboard uh, is just built into the nuclear power plant of the model. And Jack well, and No, 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 not – or wait. Oh, is – I thought that the model like falls off when he picks it up. Well, yeah, but it's still built into the model. It's like built on top of the nuclear power – the power plant is built on top of the – Tribophysical waveform micro macrokinetic extrapolator made by a Rexacoracophallopatorian. Uh, yeah, she's like essentially using like a sci-fi boogie board as a little platform that she's put the model on on the table. <laughs> and yeah, uh, they they look at it. Jack is so psyched to see it. Um, and he's he. This to me implies that Jack has used this method personally. At least, and I suspect doesn't. that he yeah. has. He's blown up uh, so many planets to. to and yes, surf the around. idea is the when the rift opens, the planet will explode. the The extrapolator will produce a force field to protect you from the explosion, and you can ride the wave out into space. Fuck yeah! Um, As a little, uh, this isn't uh, really important here, but. Uh, the doctor is momentarily distracted when he notices the sign for the nuclear power plant the Blade plan, Project Blade Droog, and he says, "How did you come up with that name?" And she says, "I don't that know. It just good. sounded good." And Rose says, "What's it mean?" And he says, "It's Welsh for bad wolf." <sighs> we saw that in uh, in the day of the doctor. Remember? Blair? Yeah. I oh, it was also uh, Bad Wolf Bay at the end of yeah, Doomsday. Bad Wolf Bay and Doomsday. And I I know that uh, I think it's like the second to last episode of series one is called Bad Wolf. So I'm like, really yeah. I'm embarrassed that I've played enough. Important in some way, I don't really know how. I've played enough video games to know that Blade is is wolf in Welsh. 
Because <laughs> there's that Elden Ring character named Blade, and I think also uh, yeah, a Fire yeah. Emblem boy named Blade. Last name Blade. Yeah, Dimitri. Blade. Yeah. Or is it Blade? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's Blade. I don't know how to say Welsh. I, I admittedly don't really know much Welsh. And by much, I mean any. Any. Um, but Rose, Rose wonders what that means because she says that they've been sort of followed by these words. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye out. I'm sure that the show will hammer us over the head with them when, when it happens. But I don't think we've seen it in series one. I don't think it came up in Father's Day at all. Mm -hmm. But, uh, the doctor kind of brushes it off and is like, haha, it's fine. Like we, all this is, is that we noticed it. And because we noticed it now, we notice it more. Um, Rose says, oh, does this mean that we get to go to Raxacoracophalopatorius? And then she gets really excited about successfully Yay, saying good it good job. Out. And you did too. Yeah, I have it written down this time, which uh. I don't know if I'll write it down in my notes again after this, but... Uh, and this is where we get to the real meat of this story, which is Margaret says, if you take me to my home planet, they will execute me. They have a, like a... They have them. They have it all ready to go. They're just waiting for us to come back. Yes, I guess the Slithian family. I don't remember if you said this. They're already. like a crime syndicate. They're, they're yeah. They're like a Raxacloriglagalorden uh, crime family. So she is like wanted, and yeah. If if he takes her back to her planet, she will be executed. And the doctor just says, "Not my problem." Yep. I mean, that's I can't help it. It's it's uh, it's just. Just what's gotta what what you gotta do. Um, so they take her to the TARDIS, um, and, and she's like, "Wow, this thing is so cool!" You know, I didn't stand a chance. You're like a god compared to me. Um, I like when Jack asks where she got the extrapolator, and she like kind of shrugs. Oh, it and fell says, off like, the back of a space airlock sail. Yeah, um, <laughs> seems like a bad place to have a sail. Uh huh. And then Rose is like, "Did you know that the police box you could lock a person inside if they needed to arrest someone?" It's like we're using the police box as a police box. Ha, ha, and then ha, ha. Margaret's like, "You're executing me. You're killing me on purpose. Right? You're not. <laughs> you're not arresting me. You're taking me to my death." And everyone just gets really awkward. I wonder. Although Mickey is like, "Yeah, whatever. You deserve it." Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, I guess we're gonna be in here all night. I wonder who can look me in the eye." And then they yeah, because they're still shot. fueling up. Um, we get a shot of all the characters. Like the doctor looks at his eye. He breaks his eye contact. Rose can't do it. Jack can't do it. Mickey's just staring dead into her eyes, smiling, clapping. yeah, clapping like a, a fuck yeah. Um, Mickey and, then, and Rose go outside because it's really awkward inside. Uh, Rose is and like, Mickey, I gotta tell you something. I didn't actually need my passport. I just wanted to see you. And then he's like, why don't we go get a pizza and go get some drinks and then we'll go to a hotel uh, for, for you know sucking what, I guess. Sucking and, and or, or fucking. fucking. Um, and then she's like, I guess I'll tell the doctor. And he says, nope. And then they go. And then the Look, doctor is watching. I, okay, them. on the one hand, it's he's like... Because he says, like, oh, should you tell the doctor that we're going somewhere? And she's like, hm, it's none of his business. But I would say, you know, when you're when you're traveling through space and time, maybe tell your travel buddies when you're going to be spending the night somewhere else. Yeah, especially when there's, like, a Slovene murderer around. Yeah, about. I feel like, you know, it, it doesn't end up being an issue, but I'm just imagining that the doctor would have realize that they've been gone for a while and be like well shit like we can't leave without them and i have no idea where they are 
Although we maybe see the doctor is like special phones. The, she, he's watching on the TARDIS vision. You hear Rose say like, "You don't need to worry about uh, me and the doctor, Mickey. I have no interest in him. He's not any kind of Tumblr sexy man. He's got stupid ears. He's, he's not. He's not like a. He's not like a, a Tumblr sexy man yet." <laughs> uh, Margaret tells the doctor that he is just like her in this moment because. Yes, it's true. She has left a trail of bodies behind her and she's trying to escape from consequences. But isn't that what he does constantly? Especially since he personally was involved in the killing of her whole family. And he, he says, he just says like, I didn't butcher them. <laughs> I only, all I did was locked all of them in every mirror in the world. <laughs> all I did was give Mickey a missile yeah. and tell him to push the button to launch it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Mickey did it. He has the medal. So they they all kind of have a laugh when she says like, oh yeah, because they're asking why she didn't save them with her emergency teleporter. And she's like, it only works for one person. This is like the third time that we've seen a one person emergency teleporter. I think it also happened in Day of the Doctor and Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. I mean, what do you want? A, a, a family emergency teleporter? I'm just saying it's consistent. Continuity so. win. What are you supposed to like? Hug the person and then? No, I'm, saying, I'm get... saying it's good. I'm saying it's good. If you do that, they might get fused together. I'm saying it's good. good. Uh, but she she says like, oh, if I you know if I had tried to use that for everyone, like I'd have ended up in a skip on the Isle of Dogs. And Jack and the Doctor start laughing, and she's oh, like, I it's not that, funny. I thought she said that's where she ended up. Like that's how she came to be. I think she said that that's what would have happened if mm. she had tried to use it at that time. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, they, they laugh and she's like, it's not funny. And they say, yeah, it is. And she laughs with them. And then she's the like, tension kind of breaks. And she's she like, says, you know, I really like come to go like, on a date. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go on like a cool date? There's a, can we go to a hotel? Um, she's like, there's my favorite restaurant. Can for, I please for sarding and or farting? Can I please go there um, for my my proverbial last meal? If you're gonna take me to my death, and then he's like, um, "There's no way I'm doing that. You're gonna escape." But then Jack's like, Jack Harkness is like, "Here, I have these devices. Here's a doodad." If this is gets- funny because I thought that the doctor was doing the thing where he's like, "Oh, um, you know, I'd love to grant your last request, but I can't risk you escaping. And then Jack is like, well, it's not a risk. I have these things that'll kill her if she tries. This is definitely a sex thing for Jack Harkness, I've I decided. Thought, definitely. I thought that the doctor was going to be like, shut up, Jack, or something. But no, he's just like, oh, okay, great. Let's go. They're like these, <laughs> they're like these little metal rings. They're like, they're like little, <laughs> gives the, he's like, here, have this collar. Um, it's for getting uh, nude and nasty with this. I use Scooby-Doo. these for cock and ball murder. <laughs> um, let's see. Forget there's a, a, a an internet test named after Jack Harkness for wh- whether it's uh, morally okay to have sex with a with a non human species. Uh-huh. Um, and I the learned, answer is yes. I, <laughs> it's it, the test is does Jack Harkness would Jack Harkness does he want <laughs> does, does he, he does he does want, he want it that bad <laughs> then yes. So they they go to the restaurant hand in hand, which of course is to prevent her from being killed to death with lightning. Uh, Rose and Mickey go on their own date. Jack uh, decides to fail the Yaz test for the episode. <laughs> That's okay. He, he's not a he's not like a main companion. He can just be around. Yeah, he spends basically the rest of the episode just like being on the TARDIS doing vague Jack mechanic shit. tasks. 
uh, jack shit, haha. Um, <laughs> so then they're on their date. Um, he, she says, you know, my name is actually Blondfell Foch Passamir de Slitheen. Um, and then she like, she just goes through multiple attempts to kill the doctor. She's like, oh, yeah, they're my- having like a funny back and forth where she's like, did you know that uh, my people in extreme moments of stress can shoot poison darts out of their fingers? Ha! And he like catches, catches it and it. says, yeah, I know. <laughs> And then she's like, did you know that female Slitheen, when they're in uh, in distress and as a last resort, can expel poison from their lungs? And then he gives her breath spray and that undoes the poison? I well, it's, get it's, it's breath spray, spray from the sonic screwdriver. It's like a... <laughs> remember the fucking poison... Uh, by the way, it's also the poison that makes you stop regenerating forever. <laughs> remember that? That was wild. What? Oh, is that in Let's Kill Hitler? That was in, that was in Let's Kill Hitler, one of yeah. the wildest episodes we ever saw. Rose uh, tells Mickey about a planet that they went to called Woman Wept. The It has one continent shaped like a woman bent over crying. There is a huge beach that it froze solid and they walked under these massive frozen waves. Like- and Mickey says, I've been seeing Trisha Delaney. I love this description of Woman Wept. Um... Uh, which by I the assume way, has, that that's a planet from a previous episode. Well, I was going to say because she describes like just walking around on it. Uh, uh-huh. Also, Women Weft had a <laughs> has a moon called Man Clapped, um, but <laughs> but this is like the 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 mysterious non. I mean, maybe they went to Woman Weft and we see the episode of it, but where they just walk around under big frozen waves and don't do anything else. But this kind of sounds like, uh, you know, the the mysterious uh, unseen adventures where they do go to Beach Elon 5. And oh, go, I guess it could be. Like, these are the times that they go on an adventure and it goes smoothly and nothing happens, and, and that's good for them, but makes bad TV. But then if they I'm don't... I'm not against them, if, if that is the case, because it is also possible that that just is a previous episode. But if that is the case, I do like the idea that they would explicitly establish in the show that we're not seeing every single adventure they go I would like that I I I would wish that every once in a while if they were going to have that implication have a scene you know because because every time they go they're like ah here we are in beautiful Venice oh god my skin's falling off or whatever like I wish that it was more like, ah, what a nice day we had on Spa Elon 9, the spa planet uh-huh. where everyone loves it. Let's go. We got the opposite of that in famous, uh, pretty good episode, The Caretaker, in which we get a montage of Clara going on adventures that we don't get to see, except all of them they are all look everything like they going suck. really, really badly. Yeah. I need, I need, I need, I just need clarification, clarification. I say that only because her name is Clara. There's no... Yeah, no, I got it. You you don't have to explain why you said that. Uh, I need clarification that that not all of the adventures with the Doctor are horrible and traumatic, because apparently they're not, but we never even hear about the ones that aren't. It's always just like, oh yeah, we went to the planet where they cut your arms and legs off, and then they put them back in the wrong order. And it took a clarification, really long- by the way, is what happened to the universe during Name of the Doctor <laughs> uh, when Clara went into the Doctor's time stream. She got yeah. clarified. Well, the whole world got clarified. It's not His Brody. Life got clarified. It's not Brody Quest. She didn't turn the whole universe into Clara. She filled it with Claras. She made a lot of extra Claras for sure, but she didn't like make. 
you know, the sun didn't turn into a big Clara. As far as I know that. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. I take it all back. (laughs) That's in the pros. Oh, why did, uh, this is just classic, like, early 2000s television where Rose just fat shames a person for no goddamn reason whatsoever. Yeah, he's like, I've been seeing Trisha Delaney and Rose gets really awkward and is like, oh, uh, that's fine. You know, she's pretty big, isn't she? How dare she? She's like, thank you. How dare she? Says Rose. Very, very no, no, what Mickey says is that she's lost weight, so it's okay now. Is what oh, he says, you're right. right? You, you made that scene uh, less bad than it was. Um, then we're back with uh, we're back with Margaret describing. I like to imagine she's lying here. I don't think she is, but imagine <laughs> if she was just like she's like they boil you in. She says they boil you in acetic acid, which so they boil you in vinegar, but just enough vinegar that it takes the like top layer. You know how vinegar is takes the top layer of your skin like clean off. And to then, be fair, sleuthing are made true. of baking soda. They are. I don't know what, I, I don't know, yeah, she's eating some fries, and they're like, here's some fish and chips with some salt and vinegar, and then she eats it, and she just immediately dies uh, horribly <laughs> and painfully. But yeah, she describes the slow, agonizing process that her people use to boil their criminals in acid uh, to keep them alive for as long as possible. Will uh, you stay and watch? And he's like... Mm-hmm. He just doesn't answer. Yeah. He just ignores her. And then she says, I know that you thought I was the last of the Slitheen, but all of my people are currently hanging out uh, around this planet called Trenzalore, waiting for some real <laughs> real wild shit to happen. Uh, so do you mind just taking me back to them so I can die in the big war? I love this moment, though, where she is, like, pleading for another chance or, like, can you please take me back to my family or whatever. And he he just ignores her and says... Need I remind you that Margaret Blaine was a real person before you started wearing her skin? You're pleading for mercy through a dead woman's lips. This is and okay. she's just like, I've been, well... I've been thinking about this a lot, and I, I kind of miss the Doctor's Wrath as, like, a, like, I say miss in our random show, but, like, in the newer episodes, I just don't feel like we get... Not that everyone needs to be the Joker or be, like, Batman killing people that Batman loves to do, uh, mm-hmm. but, like... You know, the, uh, uh, David Tennant throwing the Setsuma at the button and killing the Sycorax captain and being like, no second chances. Um, uh-huh. or him putting someone in every mirror in the world for some reason. <laughs> I like the idea that the doctor is like wrathful when, when you, when you cross the line with him. And I just don't feel like we really see that out of the later ones. As much as I love, uh, you know, Capone. I mean, 12 does it to Bill. Yeah, 12 does kind of take all of his wrath out on Bill. But like, imagine. I do think it's fine because not all the I doctors you, are the same, for sure. Yeah, and you could argue that it's sort of an arc that it's you know, it's it's a very very old doctor who is like, I just don't want any more deaths than there have to be. Maybe, but yeah, I I would not be against uh, a more wrathful fifteenth uh, doctor. I think it's just it's just like interesting when the doctor is like. You know, he did blow up all the Daleks one time. It seems like a pretty, uh, I was gonna say it's pretty consistent, but then I was like going back and thinking about like, would I imagine, would I imagine Patrick Troughton, second doctor, like fucking ice cold killing the Sycorax captain? Yeah, that's not till Pertwee. No, per- I <laughs> mean, uh, Hartnell famously, uh, ice cold was prepared to eject his, two of his three companions out that's the fucking true. airlock. But Hartnell was like, like, as we understand it for the first Doctor, he is brand new at this and has no fucking clue what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, 
but like I can imagine I can imagine some I can imagine Tom Baker being pretty wrathful. I mean he did uh he did make a clone of himself uh He was to- constantly trying to kill Leela <laughs> in, in our narrative. Anyway, uh it's just something I like about uh about nine and ten is that they do have that like you push them too far and they will just like allow you to die or personally kill you or worse uh-huh. uh for the family of blood. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I I I do like that it's not always the same, but yeah. I do I like I do like this. Like um, imagine if Matt Smith was just killing people all the time. Shut up. And then he kills you. <laughs> don't uh, think so it. Margaret don't, says don't think it. She, don't say it. Margaret says she just wants a chance at an ordinary life. I can change and he says people I don't believe you. Uh uh, th- we're back with we're back with Rose and Vicky uh, having feelings at each other about about uh, Trisha the lady because uh, because Rick, uh, Ricky uh, which is Vicky uh, sorry uh, is like well I listen I thought you you were gone and I didn't know where you were and we're still unclear about how the time machine works and when you yeah, get brought back Rose, but Rose says like. Uh... I, you don't even like Trisha Delaney. And he's like, well, at least I know where she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this scene because, you know, I like that it's, I like that it's tense. I like that it's uncomfortable. And I like that they're like, neither of them is really wrong. Like, you know, Rose and Mickey's relationship wasn't like super perfect. Like it's understandable that she, wanted to go off with the doctor and have adventures you can't help a feel the for way yeah the way that she left mickey behind was shitty and yeah. she didn't realize how much it hurt him until now and i, I like that you know i, he, I do he, feel empathy for or, or sympathy for for mickey here of just like yeah she just left and uh you know, yeah, he's like you. You ran off to go on adventures with this guy, and it made me feel like I was nothing. Like you, she like didn't even. Re- she just like, as I recall, she literally just kissed him on the cheek and ran off. Yeah, and like, and then the next time she uh, he sees her, she's just like uh, talking about how much fun she's having with this really cool guy, uh, and that would make him feel like shit. Like, uh, you know. That, and she feelings... loves his cool ears, and Mickey's like, ugh. <laughs> those are valid feelings for uh, Mickey to have. Now, do, should Mickey have just started seeing someone on the side about it? I don't know. That's, that's Well, I will say, I'm a little unclear on what their relationship actually is. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so, like, is it is it okay that he started seeing someone? I mean, Rose didn't seem to be, like... It wasn't like, like oh, I kind of got the sense me, that they've but... maybe like kind of broken up at yeah. this point. But that's that's another thing that I that I think uh does really make you feel for Mickey is when he's like, you know, the it, it it's really shitty for me because Trish is a nice girl and I've been having a good time with her, but you call me and I come running. Yeah. So like I don't Oh yeah, he says like do you expect me to just wait for you forever? Because I because would. I would. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's rough. Mickey has a real arc in this in this show. Um, I do think it's really funny that next season Mickey's like, I'm staying behind in this universe to be cool and heroic, and then he shows up, <laughs> shows up in the next episode or two episodes later. Uh, it's very <laughs> very funny. Uh, do you think? Because now I'm kind of wondering. Do you think that Mickey and Rose? 
are are implied to be back together in after the, Doomsday? In the, I don't know. It's it's unclear. I don't I don't think so. I I really feel I like I kind of got the sense that they were, but I'm not sure. I I feel like by the time I feel like by the time Mickey decides to like leave and go to the alternate universe, they've they've they they're just like friends or or whatever. Like I don't feel like they're still together, but I I, I really don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, she like kind of tries. She says she's that she's sorry, and she tries to comfort him, but he like pushes her away. Uh, back at uh, the, the greatest date somehow of all time. less uncomfortable. Yeah, dinner. I know. Isn't it really funny how that like this this? I actually think that that uh, that these two actors have good chemistry in this scene. Like, uh, yeah, uh, they're, I mean, this whole episode is, is just good acting city. Um, that's what they, they call Cardiff, uh, actually. Check the <laughs> that's why they film it there. Yeah. Cause it's the only city where you can have good acting. That's, uh, that's why they want you to film there so bad. I uh, do want to look up this actress's name, Annette Badland. Yeah, she's good. And she's like, Annette Boomtown. She's saying like, you know, very sincerely, I might add, like, she she's changing and uh you know she, she just today she spared someone because she felt she felt the bloodlust in her like she wanted to kill but then when she found out she had a baby coming and at uh like a wedding on the horizon she couldn't do it and then the doctor is like okay so you spared one person but what about all the other people you killed that seems like a, a oh because because she also has family because she reminds you of yourself like no that doesn't change anything yeah, and he he goes as far as to say like that's stuff like that is how you live with yourself, right? By sparing the odd person from time to time, and then you get to look back on that and be like, oh, but there is good in me. Like, oh, remember when I? Oh, that felt so nice letting that person live. And she's like, you, and yeah, you'd fucking know. Um, I like that he says like, oh. You know, you spared because she smiled because he's got freckles. And I'm just imagining this little Dalek with a smile and little freckles and like, I am getting married <laughs> tomorrow. I'm so excited. And the doctor's like, you can go. <laughs> Meanwhile, cut to the master pushing a smiling freckled child into the volcano. <laughs> Taking off his Scooby-Doo mask. Oh, my God. I just have to add... Um, Every single episode that we've seen with the master in classic Doctor Who has... He has a disguise? <laughs> he has a mask on of some kind, and then he takes his mask off and reveals himself to be the master. And I think it's something that we've really lost with the new the new show. Um, we need, right. We need the that... doc- Doctor Who as a series has really exited the It Is I era. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last episode we saw the master in, he... Just wanted to get rid of the Magna Carta as like a prank. Like, I guess that we did. Patreon.com slash We did see that. This, I, that yeah. episode's not going to be up just yet. Yeah. We did see Missy being like, I blew up cities to see what the clouds looked like. So I don't know. I guess that is just the master is just the ultimate mustache twirling villain who does it for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too sidetracked in talking about the King's demons, but uh, the fifth doctor did say at the time that the Magna Carta plan was pretty small scale for the master. Well, you know, he's a psychopath, so God, he's twisted. So uh, Mickey tells Rose, I'm not asking you to leave the doctor. I just want to know that when you come back, you're coming back for me. And then like a small and, earthquake happens or like a rumbling And Rose sound. just runs off yeah. and Mickey's like, okay, okay yep, I see how it yep. is. Yep. Uh, when, when shit hits the fan, you run straight to the doctor. All right, that's it. I'm done. Goodbye. 
Uh, and then Margaret's like, they're still we're back to their date, and she's like, I, my family, I had no choice in my family. Nature versus nurture. My family made me kill people. It was nothing. She specifically protect. says that her dad, when she was 13 years old, said, if you do not commit your first murder at 13, I will force you to eat venom grubs and die. And uh, I did catch on TARDIS Wiki that venom grubs are actually a callback to a first doctor story so we'll see and they also if you eat venom grubs you uh you don't regenerate after (laughs) oh no (laughs) don't eat him hartnell please you have so much life to live um just think about how close we were to just never getting patrick troughton yeah Um, well speaking of the edge of destruction mm -hmm. uh we get that rumbling from earlier uh all the windows in the restaurant shatter and uh and margaret uh is gone um what no hmm? what she no. runs away no oh no she doesn't there's handcuffs what am i talking about i'm sorry <laughs> that, I was, that literally was, doesn't happen at any point it was i was thinking it was because this is her evil plan in action that's what it was sort yeah it is it was her we'll way of escaping yeah but no it, the actual thing that happens is that the doctor I like like, runs out the door and up. margaret's doing the thing where she's like oh my god right. please do not yeah, run right, too right, far right. ahead of me i will die it's the other way around the doctor runs off and and margaret chases after him because if he gets out of range from her she'll yeah. die um from jack Harkness's and at, they get to toys. the tardis they get to the tardis which is connected by a big beam of light to a big swirling scary cloud in the sky and the doctor realizes that the rift has opened the power of oh, cardiff no. the greatest city in the world i um, hope that this is resolved within three minutes yeah the episode's almost over they go inside the tardis jack is just like i tried everything and it didn't work um and then uh and, and ever i passed the yaz test off screen but it didn't work uh everyone's here except except i don't think mickey is here Mickey is the only person who doesn't come to the TARDIS. He's he's done. Yeah. He's over it. And good for him, honestly. He shouldn't have to deal with this shit. <laughs> yeah, honestly. If he doesn't want to be a full-time companion, then he could, he should have the right to just live a normal fucking life away from these weirdos. Uh-huh. That's how I always But he feel should with... still be friends with Jackie. He should... With uh, Jackie or Jack? Jackie. Jackie, yeah. She needs someone to be around and, you know, hear about all of the cool sex that she's having. That's right. This is a real picture we're painting. Yeah, Jackie, our version of Jackie is constantly, like, on the phone with her friend, like, that's right, I fucked his cock off. And then her (laughs) coffee table explodes. Wait, is all of her dialogue written by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss? Like, that's exactly (laughs) like, oh, I'm gonna go fuck me cock off. Right? And then she's like, she's... Dick? Cock. Ah, dick. I like it. I bet you do. Nope, it's pussy for me. I have a beauty waiting for me back in 20, Winterfell. 27 Emmys! <laughs> hey, uh, so Jackie is like out- Remembering when I had a, a Discord bot that would still do does that, that dialogue exchange with you. It still does that. Mm, does it? Yeah! Did I, oh, maybe I rolled that functionality into Matt's bot. Anyway, okay. that, that's anyway. not worth but, talking uh, about. But- yeah, she's out by, she's like, every day she goes to buy a new coffee table and then she finds a, a new, a new man to, to have cool sex with. She, she does a, a new sex position with a new coffee table. <laughs> That's how they keep breaking. Just can't, can't, can't support all the weight of two people fucking on top of a coffee At table. At some point she's gonna have to cut out the middleman and just start having sex with the coffee table. Good for the her. The way that we talk about her. Honestly. 
Um, and then she watches EastEnders or whatever, and then, and then, and then Granddad Prentice shows up and she has to, she has to clean up. What a day. Uh, every day. Uh, okay, so, so, uh, so <laughs> Margaret rips off her normal arm and she's got a big muscly giant Slitheen arm and she grabs she Rose, grabs by, the Rose by the neck. And she's like, you're gonna let me leave her, I'm going to kill Rose right now. Give right me here. the extrapolator. I like that when she says, give me the extrapolator, she specifically says, put it at my feet so that I can get on it and do some cool surfing. <laughs> so I could do it, so I could do a pop shove it right here, right and now. And this episode gets an F from me because at no point do we see anyone surfing. Well, the plan doesn't work, Sam. I don't know what you want. You want the whole Earth to explode just to see your... If a- that's what it takes, yes, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> do you want to see You want to see Margaret do a Christ air as she blasts off? Or like the <laughs> way that it works out could be the doctor is like, well, Margaret, your plan didn't work out. But you know what? Just this You've once. convinced me. So we're going to take you on a surfing excursion. Let's go surfing On Beach Alon 9? But then they go there and the bloodstorm has just begun. Yeah. The yearly I mean, that's how we lead into the the The, final two-parter that ends the series. (laughs) The Bloodstorm on Beach Elon 9, part one and two, series finale. Anyway, so she explains her plan, which is, I needed to blow up the power plant to open the rift to surf out of Earth space, unless, if I get arrested... It would mean that someone has arrived who has alien big, cool technology. alien technology. And this is the in which biggest, case I don't need the power plant. This is the biggest and coolest alien technology. So she programmed the extrapolator to lock on to the nearest alien power source and use it to open the rift. I don't know how that works. That doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. And I Jack guess... tries to convince her that that's bad by going, but the rift will destroy Earth and everyone on it. And she's like, yep. Yeah. I don't care. You're right. <laughs> uh, and then she says, and she does get onto the extrapolator, and I'm anticipating some cool kick flips and heel flips. And she, she does, does say, say, surf's up. Stand back, boys. Surf's up. And she is still, like, holding Rose by the neck. Uh-huh. And then the doctor's like, you're forgetting one thing. The TARDIS is not your average ordinary alien technology. Yeah. So this is where things get weird, and I'm still unsure how I feel about it. I I think that I'm fine with it, but it's really weird. So what happens is the TARDIS's power column thing, the console thing, is like sort of blasted open by the force of the rift. And there's this bright white light shining out of it. And the doctor says that you've you've revealed the TARDIS's heart and soul. And she's sort of like entranced by the light. And she looks into it, and she's just staring at it, and she starts smiling. She lets go of Rose, and she she just stares at it in silence, and then she says, Thank you. And her skin suit drops to the floor, empty, and she vanishes. And the power column closes back up, the rift closes. Problem solved. They fixed it. We solved it. Um, I don't, Jack did it. I don't know... I, it's one of those, I don't want to think about it, of like, okay, the TARDIS is alive, the TARDIS has a soul. We, 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 we've gotten, like, indications of this. We've also heard that the TARDIS is a beautiful and sex- sexual woman. Um, I don't want to think about how the Time Lords made these things. Because <laughs> when you get Oh, yeah, the, I mean, there's, like, there's they are a putting, fucking Omalas-type child in I there. I was gonna say, this is like, this is like, uh, some High Valyrian, like, blood magic, like, from, from, uh, from, uh, fire and blood like they are pulping people by the thousands and compressing their i mean life let's be real jordan time. yeah 
It's Clara. Clara's in there. No, that's dumb. That doesn't work. No, come on. That's, no, it's Clara. That's, it's gotta be Clara. She's not even on the show anymore. That doesn't make any... <laughs> Imagine if that was the reveal, is that Clara's... She, what do you mean she's not on the show anymore? She's running through everything. That, but that doesn't... She didn't make the... This is just the she pa- technology She herself that, into the fabric of reality. The, what, she invented the TARDIS? Like, she yeah. went back to Gallifrey? No, no, no. Clara's soul is in the TARDIS's What about core? the other TARDISes? I don't give a fuck about those. Those aren't my TARDIS. But I'm sure that they all work like this. I didn't say that Clara's in all of them. Who is this one? Maybe like a Time Lord has to willingly die and sacrifice themselves to become the heart and soul of a TARDIS. Oh no, you think Susan's in there? I think Susan might be. Well, Susan's in the- Susan writes on the TARDIS! That doesn't make any sense! Time travel! Time travel! Maybe at okay. The end here's of her my life. Susan no, climbs inside it. the TARDIS. I've in the got past. it. I've got it. And it's my cool theory. The TARDIS, <laughs> the heart of the TARDIS, is its own Time Lord at the end of their life. Like <laughs> at the end of his life, when he's done everything there is to do in the universe, the Tom Baker retires yeah, from working he, at the museum. He goes back to Gallifrey somehow, which he can't do. I don't think. And then he curls himself up into a ball and turns into the fucking TARDIS. You know what? That's just crazy enough to work. It's, it's, it'd be really cool, I decided. Oh, but actually, uh, uh, Margaret is a Anyway, Margaret's dead. an egg She's now. an egg. She's a stinky egg. P.U. It's, it's still farting, too. You can hear it, like, little ones inside the egg. And Oh, there's a baby. I there. do like the egg. I like that it has, like, weird antennas on it for no reason. They're like, oh my god, she gets a second chance. We can take her back to Rexacoracophalopatorius. And then they can raise it. Imagine if they take the egg back and they're like, we know who that is. Get the vinegar out, boys. We're going to pickle this egg. Wait until she's born. (laughs) We're going to pickle this egg. Ooh. We'll put that vinegar nice and hot. Mmm. We're we're going to embalm it and take it to ye old curiosity shop. So all of the Slitheens are hanging out at Trenzalore, just kind of scoping shit out. Except for Margaret, who has now become... Uh, like the Pope. I don't know. She's the silence. So, she's Tasha. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Rose asks, like, basically, what, what, what? <laughs> Fair question. And the doctor, he basically says, you know, I don't really know exactly what the TARDIS is capable of. I don't really know how it works. I don't know how strong it is, but I know that it's telepathic. It must have been able to, like, read her thoughts and know. Like, you know, it kind of, like, read her soul, I guess, is the idea. Like, it knows that she has potential to live a better life. So it turned her into an egg, and it's giving her an opportunity to live a a new life with a better family. Could the TARDIS grant wishes? Here's the thing. This is madness. (laughs) It's, It's, It's a very literal deus ex machina. I do think, as long as they do this approximately never times throughout the run of the show if this like never happens again i think it's fine that it happened here i think the as TARDIS soon as is... it starts happening like once a season then we've got a fucking problem but yeah. i don't think that's happened i mean the tardis is a wild like the whole thing is just the ultimate like plot device i mean it just exists to put the characters into cool places and situations and it can kind of do whatever it needs to do but yeah i don't think i don't know <laughs> I don't know where this this uh this villain babyfication device comes in, but yeah, I do. I, I though I would okay one one thing. 
Um, I think that at some point in like series, you know, 15th, 17th Doctor played by Philomena Kunk as herself. Um, I do think that the master should turn into a baby and the doctor has to raise uh, the master <laughs> to be good. The master turns into a sack of flour in a diaper. <laughs> Imagine if the master, the master is a little baby and then we cut like, we cut to a later season because, you know, the doctor is unchanging with Philomena Kunk as the doctor. Um, what's her name? Diane Morgan? Diane Morgan. Uh, as Philomena Kunk as the doctor. And the master is just like, I don't know, an 11 year old boy genius now. <laughs> And that's like the care and, and Dr. Billy Quiz Boy. <laughs> and she's just trying to keep the master from becoming evil by like being a good parent. <laughs> I'm I am fascinated to know what is going on with the master in Doctor Who right now, because the latest that we've seen of the master is Missy in the vault, and trying to I be- have no idea if she becomes good and he lets her go, or if she becomes evil again. Maybe she like does a dramatic sacrifice to save him at some point. She just I have regenerates no idea. into she regenerates into like somewhat evil. <laughs> like I don't know. Who can say? I really have no idea. Seems anyway, weird. Rose remembers that Mickey exists and runs out the door to try to find him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We get a, a a scene where she is like in the distance, looking like asking around the police officers who are trying to corral people around after the earthquake uh and she's like asking all these police officers if they've seen mickey and mickey is just like watching from a distance and scowling and he just he just like shakes his head and like walks away he's like yeah i'm i'm done no more no more chances for rose and then rose is just like she gives up she's like oh whatever i can't find him and then she goes back on the tardis and the doctor's like how's mickey and she says oh he's fine although i mean she's clearly been crying she's fine uh the doctor's like, do you you don't want to go say goodbye to Mickey? And she's like, he deserves better. And the doctor's just like, well, well, off we go. <laughs> all's well, that's well. Uh, so they're going to take the egg to Raxacoracophalopatorius to give Margaret a second chance at life. Every time I have it in my notes, I have to read it to show that I can. That you can uh, read? I wrote it the wait, two times. You, wait, you're trying to prove to our listeners, not that you know the name of the planet, but that you are capable of reading? It's great look, job. It's a mess to see it. I mean, it, it, it's spelled the way it sounds. It's just a comically long name for a planet, but it's, it's not like, it's not like, I, I don't know. I don't think you should be showing off to our listeners that you know how to read. I mean, maybe that's I didn't very mean impressive. that I'm showing off that I can read. I'm just confirming that I do know how to say it. I'm very impressed that you know how to say it when it's written in front of you. I'm not trying to impress you. I don't give a fuck what you think. You're trying to impress our listeners that you can read a word that's in front of you. <laughs> It's a wacky word. It's a, a lot very, of people wouldn't be able to read it. It's I'm a just very saying, long word. Smart. I do think it's funny that this long word appears in the episode set in Cardiff of Wales, because uh, Wales is the the one with that really long uh, city name. Yeah, what's it called, Jordan? Oh, I know what it's called, but I'm not going to say it, because I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> Me too. So, <laughs> yeah, the doctor says, we're going to give Margaret a second chance at life, and Rose is just crying, and she's like, that sounds oh, God, nice. I wish that were me. Lucky her. 
I wish that I had Next my... time on Doctor Who, in the episode this, Bad Wolf, this f- the Doctor becomes a housemate. Rose goes on the robo-weakest link. Yeah, Jack this gets is, a makeover. This is literally the, like the British like pop culture TV extravaganza episode. I remember this one, because I had never heard of the weakest link until I saw this episode with the robot going, you are the weakest link, goodbye. And then they like, the get robots put start the... killing people with lasers. The Doctor says, who are your masters? And then a fleet of Dalek ships arrive. The Doctor is in like the Big Brother house. They need to do this episode again like but with love island like murder robot love island um i think that'd be pretty good murder robot you, bake off doctor congratulations you have been welcomed to the sex cube welcome to the tent please make 10 perfect orbs <laughs> <laughs> kill not kill yulon nine wants you to make 10 perfect identical globs i thought this episode was really good I love this. I think series one is really good. Series one is just like, oh, the writing is just like, ooh, so good. I, I loved, I loved those tense scenes with Mickey and Rose. The, the scene with the doctor and Margaret is so good having dinner together. I, I really like the way that she, I mean, we find out that the whole thing was like, kind of an act but also kind of real Mm -hmm. like she was like i don't know if i can convince him to let me go that's great but if i can't then i've got my plan um but yeah it it it's really tense and there's not really a good answer to it and i like that the doctor he kind of doesn't really have anything to say and on the one hand you could argue that that's him basically being like i'm not gonna give you what you want but it's it's also kind of he just he doesn't really have any answers for this right he, there's a lot of blood on his hands yeah i mean he is anyway in this, i hope that he, uh he isn't i hope episode. that trisha is doing fine after mickey Mash vanishes to another dimension it's like yeah i mean he is a he is being a a, a real cop here um but he is also kind of I'm thinking about the, again, about the, that, uh, wild ass, uh, organization that goes to the history's greatest war criminals <laughs> in their last moment and really gives them, uh, torture forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> that it's like, oh, you know, is it a bad thing if the doctor is taking, like, Space Hitler to, to, uh, her execution? You know, how many people has, has, uh, has she killed? I don't know. Uh, and I guess the doctor's, uh, mind is, it's not my place to decide how your people face justice. I just want you out of here and I want to, you know, get rid she of She is you. actively working to blow up her. <laughs> She's trying to blow up the whole planet. And his, his response to that is, I'm just going to take you back to your own planet. Whatever they do to you is not my problem. I won't let you boom this town. And then she's okay. like, you're being a real cop about this right now, which I do think is really funny. <laughs> I'm just trying to blow up the whole planet. Don't be such a fucking narc. Yeah, and he's like, you're you're using the language of prison abolition, but you're just doing it to try to convince me not to take you to face consequences for all the murders that you did. For the gen- attempted genocide. You go on villain, like, this is the one time you go on villains wiki and it does say, like, attempt crimes, attempted genocide. Um, and it actually- Ongoing. Yeah, ongoing. Oh my god. I hope that- A minus. I give it an A minus for for sure. I think it's like it's in that top top tier of great episodes, but it's not like the best episode. I think I think if I have a problem with it, I don't know. It had fat phobia just, in it. The yeah. Also, just like you know, they they tend to struggle when they have this many characters to give everyone something to do. And Jack is 
he might as well not be in this episode. Yeah, they I might as well have just had this it happen like before bother the me. empty child. It doesn't bother me so much that Jack is there because presumably, you know, he's he's just there because he's there because they had and they need him there for a later episode. I don't know. It doesn't bug me that. Jack's yeah, it's just it's weird though because knowing that he was introduced right before this and he was like, "I'm gonna come with you, wahoo!" And then the episode right after that, he's just like doing nothing. Yeah, I <laughs> guess he's just weird. there to add some color or whatever. I'm not sure. He's he does to, have a blue shirt. He does have a blue shirt on, so that's kind of why he's. We didn't mention it, but he's wearing a blue shirt. He's wearing. He's wearing. Sorry, he, we should. He's wearing tie dye. You know. You know. Gang, Sometimes we let you down in our in our descriptions of these episodes, and it completely slipped my mind to mention that Jack Harkness was wearing a blue shirt. You're lying, actually. He was wearing a three-piece tie-dye suit to bring some color to the episode. <laughs> that really bold look. You know, gang, sometimes we let you down, He's and wearing... then we let you down even harder. I was <laughs> I... lying. He is wearing a three-piece tie-dye tuxedo. I forgot to mention his rainbow clown wig. And a rainbow clown wig. That's the third piece. That's the fourth piece. You know, gang, sometimes we miscount. <laughs> the fifth piece is his gun. And the sixth piece is the friends we made penis. along the way, and also the penis that he can't stop showing people. Yeah, good episode. You already know who gets the medal of Vicky this week. It's Vicky. Um, it's I Mickey. feel bad for God getting... forbid there's ever an episode where he doesn't win it. I mean, I feel bad for him because like he had a bad time this week, but that all contributes to his medal of Mickey. He rammed into a cleaner's cart. He got toilet paper stuck to his shoe. He missed his exit. He missed his goal, like the thing he was. And he missed to do. his ex. He, and, then, and then his ex, uh, like that, he just had a, a really uh, bad like breakup slash confrontation scene that left both of them very sad and he walked off alone uh that's our mickey and there's no greater humiliation than a rough breakup so he does win the medal of mickey a rough that. televised breakup that the doctor also <laughs> that's saw right and it all was on, was on tv for TV everyone to watch um <laughs> and then he's like are we are we giving jack harkness a danny pink uh, I was impressed. I was impressed by that six stunt. Personally, all right, we'll give it to him. I know. I know the bar is lowered from like triple. It was a stunt. Lip, but it, was it was objectively a, it was a, stunt. a cool stunt. And maybe it's unfair for me to draw that comparison, but like he did do a six stunt immediately before someone ate shit, and that just elevated the stunt to higher levels for me. <laughs> and it also lowered Mickey to a lower. I don't level. think anyone wins a Sarah Jane Award for Companion Initiative because nobody really no. did. Anything. I will say, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I uh, ju- just to to finish my thoughts on the stunt. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have. I couldn't yeah. do a running, leaping slide over a cart. That's true. the The new criteria is: could I do it? <laughs> Can I jump out a window? Yeah, probably. I don't know if it would be good for me, but I could do it. Could I push a button on the sonic screwdriver? Of course. <laughs> Does anyone um, win uh, a Lee Lacrosse? Not really. The doctor tried, but the TARDIS stopped him. I don't think the doctor can win a Lee Lacrosse. I'm joking. Okay. Uh, Does the doctor get any? Or does anyone get a gold no. star this week? I don't think so. Nah, not really. Oh, Mickey, I've given Mickey a gold star only because I just need him to like. <laughs> I don't want him to like do anything irrational. You can give him half a gold star. I'm not giving him the other half. But is is that how it works? We each have half of a gold star, and we have to that's, combine. That's how it's always worked. We never mentioned it, but it is. <laughs> I'm giving Vicky a sympathy. Sorry, you got owned and trolled this week, buddy. Um, don't like, don't let this radicalize you, gold star. If this dude finds out about like Reddit, it's over. <laughs> Rose, I'm going my own way. If he finds out about Reddit, he will immediately become Rory. <laughs> Is that Rory? Is Rory a redditor? 
Yeah, we talked about it last time. Oh, did we? Okay. He's on r slash conspiracy. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Um, all right, let's see who we're watching. Sam, which doctor? Which doctor? It's gotta be Whitaker. Give me a Jody. It's had Jody. to be Whitaker for a while. I want more flux. I don't want to see Eccleston again for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be Eccleston, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be fucking, knowing our luck, it's gonna be I'm World somehow War gonna III. roll all of his remaining episodes. It's gonna be the other one with the Slithine in it, which I think was called World War III. Um, I want flux. I need flux. I need to be, I need to be upset and angry make and disappointed. Hurt. Make me hurt. hurt. Make me hurt. Make me hurt. Me. It's Capaldi okay. Series 9 Christmas Special Last Oh my god, Christmas. I'm so sick of Christmas! <laughs> I'm so done with Christmas. Christmas! I don't like Christmas in real life! Why do I have to... Is, why do I have to keep... Ugh. Who do we got? We got... Okay, so this is... Uh, oh, okay, so this is... This is the end of Series... No, this is the beginning of Series 9. So Danny Pink is in the mix. Uh, I see that we will Santa? have... Uh, Nick Frost is in this episode. Nick Frost as wait, Nick Frost as the Santa. <laughs> Santa's <laughs> real in Doctor Who. He might be Who? a guy in a Santa suit, or he might be Santa Claus. It's so hard to tell. Well, we Michael in a Troughton. previous podcast, Michael Troughton. Oh, Patrick Troughton's son is going to be in this one. I did know that he's an actor. Cool. Um, we we have uh we have on a previous podcast we did uh had a a a. Uh, a, a theory, or not a theory, but a, a, a truth, which is if if <laughs> Santa exists in your universe, that is proof of the existence of God in your universe. And I think we I are, mean it's it would be bizarre to say that Santa exists and God doesn't. But, like but, what's but, even but, going but, on but, there? But Sam, you're forgetting God already. We knew God existed in the Doctor Who universe because of the Impossible Planet. So in this case, it's Santa exists because God exists. <laughs> We also met God in uh, The Caretaker, and she was Missy. What are you talking about? Still trying to figure that one out. Oh, yeah, she was in heaven, or whatever. I don't... Yeah, that was... That was strange. I mean, this is... Morgan Jeffrey of Digital Spy said the episode was an absolute cracker. What a terrible thing to say about Peter Capaldi. <laughs> I will say that this is after the episode before that uh, I saw. It's called Death Death in Heaven, so that must be... Death in Heaven. Must be yeah. the one with Missy in heaven... Oh my god. I'm so sick of Christmas, Sam. I really... I'm, I'm <laughs> We're getting them out of the way. We're getting we them out keep, of the way. We keep rolling these things. I mean, there's some, they're, they're, sometimes they're pretty good. Uh, maybe when it says it's an absolute cracker, it means it has a really, really bad joke in it, and you get a free hat with every purchase. Anyway. Yeah, I learned a lot about Christmas crackers from Time of the Doctor. Did you? Was there a Christmas cracker in Time of the Doctor? Yeah, it was the the poem about clocks. Oh my god, that fucking poem! And it says, "When the eleventh hour is over, then Peter Capaldi." The twelfth hour will begin to start. <laughs> the new Doctor will appear, played by Silence Peter will Capaldi. fall. <laughs> Silence will fall when the eleventh Doctor becomes the twelfth. It's so doctor. funny that we've like you know that section of the show is such a like small representative of all of the Doctor Who we've seen. But God, I cannot stop thinking and talking about how much I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it really sticks with you all right well i guess we get more christmas next week merry christmas everybody um 
as that's all for this week. I was going to say, if you have a question for us that you want us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Tumblr, uh, com slash ask. No questions this week, but feel free to send them in. Uh, or cohost.org slash drhunt slash ask. That also exists. Don't use that one because I don't use that one, so I don't see it. I use it. Jordan, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Bros, where $1 a month gets you a mildly special Discord room marking you as a friend of the show and gives you access to all of our bonus content, including our upcoming episode about the fifth Doctor I serial, loved, The King's Demons. I love talking about that episode, and I really want people to listen to it because it was a very funny episode yeah it was, it was fun to see the fifth doctor again and also some wacky shit happens some wacky wacky, wacky and there's a guy named Vizsler turlo who gets thrown in a dungeon <laughs> twice. stay out of that cell um what do you get if you give us one dollar the, the 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 base package the thing that i just said yeah and what about five dollars that gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion to the show. You get a shout-out in the podcast. You can send us a message that will read in one of our funny voices, including Dalek voice, Cyberman voice, Donald Duck voice, Kyle XY voice, Ben, ben Boykovich voice, Steppenwolf voice, Batman voice, whatever. And we'll, do, and we'll do ASMR voice if you want. Yeah, this ASM- episode is uh, not <laughs> super long, so I could say that. Dalek voice, ASMR, uh, what the fuck. And you get a shout-out in the podcast. I don't remember if I already said that. $10. Gets you an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House Misuza, which lets you listen to the podcast live while we record it, which right now is on a Monday evening, but Jordan's schedule... Well, actually, your schedule is not changing. The whole We're about to be in different time yeah. zones. The whole country's schedule is changing, and I'm in the one yeah, place Yeah, because that, you are lucky enough not to have to... I'm unlucky enough. Time. I'm unlucky enough to have to deal with the fact that all of my friends... This is the and, one situation yeah. where it causes a problem. That all of my... Everybody I know is now an hour later than me, or hour earlier than me, which means I'm an hour later, which means I can't do and anything. And it turns out that immediately destroys destroys our schedule because <laughs> i have to leave for work at eight o'clock and it's oh it's dumb uh anyway uh yeah i think we're gonna be recording on sundays uh but yeah at least until and March. we'll clap for you thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers cassidy jch roy stephanie bowling stephanie karen violet magician and house me souza destry hawk hk and sauceworks we are saluting thank you house me Sousa. oh we have a voice request apparently i see it from enemy of the show uh sauceworks uh has a voice request check our patreon is it on there did it like just oh. get put up there right this second oh we we actually do we did already have one but we will do yours next week sauce i see <laughs> we do have one uh from chai what does chai uh, want us to say Chai has requested us to, uh, one of us has to be a Dalek and one of us has to be a Cyberman, and we have to argue over which Doctor we like the most. Um, I don't, can, uh, you did a Cyberman voice the other week, and I can, I don't know the Cyberman voice off the top of my head. I don't either, I just do a deep Dalek voice. Okay, I'll be the Dalek then. <laughs> okay, fine. Have you seen the Tenth Doctor? He looks so smexy in his glasses and Converse shoes. I am not a fan of the Tenth Doctor. He is the one who blew up our factory and killed my god in his cool chair. Who is your favorite Doctor then? I bet you are some kind of Matt Smith simp. My favorite Doctor is the Seventh Doctor because he blew up Scarrow and killed all of your children and elders. At least we survived, unlike your kind. I still don't really know how that worked. It seems like a bunch of bullshit to me. And scene. <laughs> God, I want to see the seventh Doctor. Again. I love him so the much. Cyberman was we right. We got one. We got it. We got. We'll read yours next week, Sauce. It's okay. 
Um, we got one of him, and it was like the best episode we ever seen, and then we never saw him again. One day, one day, one day we'll we'll, we'll return to our our good friend, uh, the Seventh Doctor, with his rolled R's and his magic tricks. God, I want to see him again. God, he so literally good. did sleight of hand. He's so good. Um, Sam, where can you where where can you find us on other places that are not this show? Or our Discord. Well, we're on Dr. Huh Tumblr, as you said. We're on co-host at Dr. Huh. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. I, oh. You can listen to my other podcast, Sounds About Light, which is going on break for a few months. But we are eventually going to return to talk more about Dream Drop Distance. And I believe when this episode goes up... Uh, oh, no, that's right. Our our, our last episode of, of recording right now is already up. We talked about Pinocchio times and we talked more about The World Ends With You because those guys are back. They're back, folks. All those all those all those teens. Those, those we were all clamoring. Everyone wanted it. Um, you can find me on Tumblr at kiwamibreakfast.tumblr.com and you can listen to my other podcast, Commercial Radio, which is about... Um, which is about the Oxen series. Sam, do you know that there is a clip of, <laughs> from like a couple weeks ago of like the voice actor for Kiryu, uh, saying <laughs> Kamurocho Radio? I, t- I did see that. Absolutely wild. Is that going to go in your intro now? God, we should put it in our intro. He basically did it for us for free. It's basically a free cameo. Um, uh-huh. pretty funny. Um, and then the Majima voice actor says, let's get to the top with Jordan and Argyle. Yeah, I couldn't believe he said that. Um, but yeah, you can listen to Comrade Radio where we're talking about Yakuza 4 right now. Um, we're going to do Infinite Wealth coming soon. Infinite Wealth. Oh, I'm so fucking excited for that game. Holy shit. Um, though I think I think Gaiden comes out before Infinite Wealth. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm still mad about that. Just let let the old man rest. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've, I've turned, I'll play it. I've turned on it now that I've seen what they're doing in, in, uh, in Infinite Wealth. Well, this is not. They gave Kiryu stupid hair. They gave him stupid, they, they made him old. He's old now. Uh, anyway, uh, this is not the time to talk about Yakuza. That's the other one. Uh, we got anything else? Or are we gonna go into our. We're on Noise oh, Space! Noise Space! With other podcasts, like Local Service Only. Pot and Fear Baiting. Check out Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary about Chainsawmen. Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. Island Shuffle, whose premise we stole for this podcast. That's right. I think a new episode of uh, Special Grade Snacks just went up about Jujutsu Kaisen. Lots of great shows. Yeah, check them out at noisebase.xyz. Sam, th- uh, we're done this week. Um, the Earth- Oh, I thought you were about to thank me. Thank you, as always, for being Thanks, our Jordan. great guest host. Just kidding. Haha. Oh. It's like on cinema. Um, I mentioned that in a while. Um, can you please take us out? Uh, leave something, leave something for our listeners, you know, to, to ponder on and meditate through it. Take a moment. Amy ponder. To ponder and claritate, yeah. uh, clarify their, um, their weekly, uh, important journey of the soul. I don't know what I'm talking May about. May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Darkness in his blue shirt. Tie-dye tuxedo. tuxedo. May Dan the nice man smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a clever souffle. 
Oh, I still haven't written. What is May, I have one about Bill. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's made the doctor leave Bill the hell alone. May the doctor leave Bill the hell alone. I for some reason I still have not actually written that one down. And may the doctor light your path through time. Excelsior, Doctor Excelsior, and Doctor Doctor Bye. Bye. Bye.